All right. What's up, bro? What's up? And uh, yeah, before anything else, uh, what just happened behind camera was my friend got placed uh, in a oh. startup. That's why we were celebrating, and that's why it took like uh, another 10-15 minutes. But nice. yeah. another time you know for the second time in in the second podcast but what happened to lando norris now yeah that okay, was yeah. that was the best thing that could happen to him but then it was snatched away by five second penalties come on man yeah i mean i watched with my cousin and it was like it was pretty great this time like again max verstappen flying as always and like leaving everyone behind in the dust like nothing but it's like i was actually very satisfied with lando you know surpassing hamilton like him taking over hamilton that was nice that felt really that was amazing bro that was because i think hamilton had some issues i don't know what happened but like hamilton had some issues with his car right he, he couldn't get power his tires were gone or something like that so he, he was guess, falling yeah. behind in the places and he went all the way to fourth or fifth yeah and uh, but yeah congrats to lando norris man that was amazing that was the the <laughs> best like simultaneously the best and the worst podium that he got till now it's, yeah. it's so it's so frustrating but it was, it was amazing exactly. Yeah. And Charles also did very good. I mean, the thing that's happening with Ferrari is like they're ending up very bad in the qualifying rounds. Yeah. And then you know, I don't know what's happening for both of them. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with the uh, signs as well as with Leclerc, it's the same thing. Like they don't perform in qualifying, and then they do freaking like five, six overtakes. In the race, I'm like, what is this? Why are you not performing in qualifying? Perform better. Both of them are really good drivers. I, like the thing is, Science is actually very good. He is almost championship material if given a car. But yeah. I think Carlos Science is way more of a you know, like he's more consistent with his points right now in Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Least, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. 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 Obviously ahead, but Carlos is actually more consistent with his you know uh, gaining points in every race. So that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what I really want in the coming years is a good rivalry between the young drivers. You know what I mean? Like I want Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, George Russell. These people, right? The oh, extreme George Russell, ones. George Russell had an amazing race as well. A very good, you know, relatively equal car so that they can, you know, perform at their best. I mean, we can see from the races they're actually, you know, they all of them are really good. It's just because the yeah. car difference. that they get pulled apart in the ranks right agreed agreed, agreed. Yeah, I mean, the whole game right i guess that you know it's not it's not just the driver it's the cars as well so if we, i mean yeah. i guess we could have better cars on the field but the problem is red bull and mercedes are so far ahead of the, of the rest of them that it's a problem i mean it could be that you can have you know more equal cars and that's why they're also doing this whole thing about uh, limiting uh, capping basically the funding at at what 165 or 170 million dollars per team 
right so i mean yeah that is true in a way but still it, it they still have a ways to go before the teams are a bit more competitive it's just yeah. the mercedes versus red bull uh, ferrari versus mclaren and then like the freaking rest of the entire Thing. So the good thing is like from next year there's gonna be quite a lot of regulation changes like budget changes and they're gonna be they're gonna be newer cars like uh in a much more fundamental way they're gonna be newer cars I think for the next season yeah and I okay that will bring competition closer or at least it will change the competition from what oh, it is right now so that's gonna be nice I'm oh, looking cool. forward to the next year how yeah. I mean I don't know if uh, you know a lot more about it but how how do you think i mean like how have they said are they going to change the cars i mean i don't know about that no i mean i'm not too sure about that but i have talked with friends and stuff and they've told me that they're going to be basically the one of the biggest thing is of course the of course the budget of mm-hmm. the cars yeah. and then certain things which uh, lead them to basically along the fact that they all uh, the you know the constructors have also come up with newer generation cars so they're uh, uh, you know like i guess there's there may be sort of, sort of like a generation cycle or something i uh, think uh, uh, there's like a turbo hybrid era right now or which one do they call it right now yeah, are they going to bring like hybrid cars in the in the that would be cool this i i don't know how what the how the terminology works but i think there's going to be a newer generation car mm-hmm. in the next season that's going to be nice So yeah. yeah that's definitely well, that's that's amazing yeah. that's really cool. uh, another topical thing that i want to talk about just quickly before we start this session yeah sure windows 11 what do you think of windows 11 it's macless that's what really i think that's that's what i think about <laughs> that's what i think about the US. i mean so yeah. see the thing is uh, they're trying to make it more consistent they're trying to make it more you know like i don't know touch oriented or something i don't know they they had this entire mess called windows 8 where they tried to work with touch and they really failed like design wise i guess it was faster than windows 7 definitely but design wise it was a failure I, that's what i feel personally at least but like windows 10 the biggest problem with windows 10 was that it always felt like a beta os like it never felt like to me personally it never felt like it was a complete thing it was always a hodgepodge of things like settings will be merged with control panel and windows store like microsoft store nobody cared about and you know you would always have third party things going on and uh, they they still not giving proper vulkan and open gl support sometimes they'll be there but still developers are struggling with vulkan and open gl so that's basically the libraries that allow game developers to develop games that work not only on windows but on other os's as well right so yeah. basically if you can uh, if you develop it in open gl or vulkan then you will be able to uh, provide that same game on linux and on mac os without i think any changes i'm not sure exactly but with minimal changes you can work with any os that you want right okay. while directx is a windows only thing yeah. so vulkan and opengl support has also been a bit like it, it's not perfect because it's it's new of course i mean developers are just adopting it now so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a new generation kind of in game development right and uh, on top of that there's also this whole uh development thing like you know of course covid has brought down a lot of problems with developers so on top of that that's why there's a lot of game development that has been delayed right i mean i guess i don't know if i should blame uh the problem of cyberpunk on 
covid but because cd project reds management was bad on itself but i digress and my point was on windows 11 the point is that uh, i feel windows 11 is good it's it feels a bit more consistent uh, there are some features that i would like to have had but i think they're gone i'm not sure yet my friend has installed the insider preview of that and i'm not looked at it yet so i'm going to look okay. at it in a couple of days but, i think uh, there aren't a lot of changes under under the hood like yeah. uh, on a technical level they haven't made a lot of changes but like the appearance is quite you know change and it's like they brought the you know windows icon in the middle and things like that the, yeah. i think in terms of basically the ui interaction thing uh, you know basically how we can have these sorts of multiple des- desktops which was already there but you know uh, all that along with you know additional features that make it a much better experience basically yeah there's a lot of apps and things i i didn't watch the whole thing with the uh, you know about the windows 11 uh, i didn't watch the entire uh, you know live yeah you had i actually haven't watched it at all i have just looked at the videos by liners or by day to do yeah yeah the, that's pretty much what i've done yeah but it does look pretty good and i i think if it's like done well it would be pretty nice yeah yeah the the one thing i have i heard i'm not sure if it's true is that the, the what we call it taskbar Uh, yeah, that's the, the Windows bar, taskbar. Yeah. How long have you not been with the Windows OS today? Like I've been only with taskbar for three months. I don't know. I, I just been out three months. Anyway, my point is uh, that the the bar, the taskbar, I think it cannot be moved anymore. So I moved it to the left, right? I think you also did. I'm not sure, but I moved it to the left, and I've yeah. heard that Windows 11 11 does not allow you to move it anymore. it's now only it's stuck at the bottom now i do not like that i do not like that at all if if, there, if that is a thing that will that is going to happen yeah then i will not upgrade to windows i hope not yeah that's I not fair that. come on like why are you removing features that's not done man. but uh, yeah in general honestly i just feel that it's a good design it's a it's a more consistent design at least yeah okay so that's All about Windows 10. I I'm also gonna do, I guess we'll discuss in a further episode uh, about Android 12 as well and basically design UI and shit like that and your homecoming to you know coming back you coming back to Windows and things back like that. oh my yeah. god I like the phrase coming back to Windows as if I'm gonna stay on Windows but yeah <laughs> come back you have to remember that. You weren't always a Mac person. You have to remember. No, that. no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'll move to Linux very quickly if Windows turns out to be annoying too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But uh, oh, yeah, okay. I'm assuming too much uh, by by saying that you have returned to Windows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What points did you have? Let's begin. Uh, yeah. So. like my first real question was what have you been watching uh, recently that we haven't talked about since you moved there so okay i have i actually have okay i have not been watching tv shows at all that's the sabbatical that i took on what i took in what 2019 2020 and i have not been yeah. come up, coming back to it i've tried coming back to tv shows like seinfeld like everything from seinfeld to monster i've tried like the the from from a freaking sitcom to the most depressing anime ever right and uh, like i have not been able to stick to them to any of them so i didn't want to insert the shows more and i just dropped them for now 
and i'll come back to them later but what i have been watching are very interesting uh, movies honestly i've also been reading books but we'll talk about books later but the movies, i actually watched a couple of really good movies and i mean we i, I think we did not uh, talk about uh, two movies that uh, i recently watched like just last week then they're not critically acclaimed good movies but i really had fun watching them so they were they were two bollywood movies so that's also fun but uh, the the first movie i watched was bhavesh joshi superhero so the, that's a <laughs> yeah so, and yeah, it sounds like a of it, so. <laughs> 2021 yeah, bollywood yeah. yeah, 2020 or 21 bollywood movie i'm not sure when it came out but it was like maybe last year or this year but okay. the point is that it was it was a very very interesting movie so you, you know the whole superhero story uh, right that the, the marvel formula as they call it that yeah, you know yeah. you, you have a person that's a hero he goes through these and that things he gets defeated by the villain then uh, he finds himself he trains himself there's a montage training montage he gets yeah, better yeah. he does a he does a couple of uh, low level mini boss fights and then there's the main boss fight and then uh, he gets uh, you know he conquers something and he learns something in the meantime as well and yeah, yeah. that's mainly the marvel from and in a way they've done exactly that that they use the marvel formula right and the interesting part of it is that they've not done it in a you know in a very raw like i don't know maybe the, the best way to compare it is krish right so krish was krish krish oh, right. so it was yeah, so it, it is a superhero movie yeah yeah it's a super <laughs> yeah okay yeah it is a superhero movie protagonist thing and getting like a sort of framework with marvel it's actually a superhero movie yeah right? it is it is it's good yeah yeah it was bad in but it was it was, was good in general and krishna yeah. was a like complete shit it was it was yeah, a complete disaster yeah. right it was now what is with this bhavesh joshi movie is that it's it's more like a batman movie it's it's not a person that has superpowers it's a okay. person that just wants to change the system so the bollywood uh, counterpart of it is that there's a lot of corruption in mumbai so it's it based in mumbai and um, there are a couple of guys that start up a youtube channel meta very meta okay. but uh, what happens is that they essentially just uh, they, they just make videos out of nowhere and they'll just be doing small shit they'll be stopping someone from breaking trees and they'll uh, get internet back and all that shit it was it's really weird there's this entire ironic thing about it where they do weird shit and then something really bad actually happens with one of them so the second guy goes through the entire uh, journey of you know going to this uh, depression that you know his friend went away and he understands that you know there's something actually wrong with the system and he goes through this montage of training himself and then he actually 
uh, you know tries to fix the thing i mean i don't know like spoilers blah blah but uh, it's it's a it's a good movie in, in general i i don't want to say what happens in the end but my point is the movie is very or uh, unironically a superhero movie it's not in any way a bad badly written movie that you know there are just uh, superhero things thrown thrown in the mix who are the lead actors the lead there is no i, I think there's a popular guy called harshvardhan kapoor so that that guy is in there uh, i don't know the other guys but yeah. apparently harshvardhan kapoor is one of the uh, nepotism guys but he right. they actually ended up making a good movie and by the end of the movie we realized that it was made by anurag kashyap and vikramaditya motwane yeah. so oh, nice. it's actually a... anurag kashyap making a superhero movie yeah, that's so, what i'm saying like wake up in an alternate reality what's going on right now it's, it's interesting but no see the thing that's what i'm saying right the thing is that the movie is actually very unironically a non uh, superpower superhero movie like it's right, like, right. kind of like dead if you remember daredevil right so daredevil has this yeah. entire element of you know brutal uh, action and everything very realistic action right this movie also does the same thing so it has this these moments where he'll try to fight and he'll miserably fail like he'll try to jump down a zip line and he he literally just swing and come back and people will start beating him and then he'll go, go down and fall on a freaking car and do all this weird shit right yeah, so, so it's a very it, i guess hopefully it's not that as corny as the you know other bollywood movies so no, that's what i'm saying right it's it's very unironically a very good, you know a very well written movie it it follows the marvel formula very well and it has its own things i mean a normal guy in mumbai would not know martial arts like batman or freaking daredevil would right so that's what right. they've they, they've literally shown it just that way that you know he's trying to fight and he he is kind of a rich kid as well so he has a ktm bike but he also modifies that ktm bike to have a, a nitrous but he then tests out his bike multiple times then his bike fails as well it's a very realistically portrayed movie if it was it was made in mumbai you would really feel that it this is someone in mumbai it's not right. it's not very far fetched that's what i'm saying right and that's what i really liked about it in the end i'll give it like a 3 or a 3 and a half out of 5 not more than that but it's still a really good attempt at a superhero movie from an industry that is really known for making corny remakes uh, out yeah. of out of every freaking concept from hollywood right so it's a really good movie yeah. and it didn't get a lot of recognition that's what at least i heard from my friends i mean i didn't know about the movie so but like i'm not a good judge of bollywood movies anyway but right that was a really good movie and uh, the second movie that i watched was uh, what was it called hasina dil ruwa that's a watching these days man <laughs> yeah i know right like this is this is not, i'm sure they're not very bad movies but like it really sounds like you're trying to make a joke right now if you understand no, no, okay. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Okay, in in the end, I'm gonna rate all those movies, right? And uh, I'll tell you, I'm I haven't watched. There's only one movie I've watched, and I'm saving it for the end, of, you know, towards the later part of the discussion. But all other movies that I've watched, I'm not gonna give them more than three, three and a half in the end, right? So they're not very good movies, but I like what they're doing, 
right i like the main thing i like about the examples that i talk about as much as possible the, the the main thing that i like about them is that they've tried original concepts and they've written it in their own way it's not yeah. it's not a corny remake it's not a freaking third part it's not freaking dabang 3 or race 3 or freaking ekta tiger 2 or whatever like you know all all yeah. that it's it's, yeah. it's really an original concept it's it's actually race right or it is actually i don't know krish maybe right and yeah. it, at least something original yeah the movie themselves may be bad they may okay or even bad but they are very original and and that's what i really a person i'm looking for in movies these days because i just watch freaking fast 9 f9 whatever and like come on i'm like yeah. so annoyed of the scene yeah we went to the uh, to the uh, what do you call it? that it was this uh, dolby uh, sp- uh, what do you call it uh, screen what but yeah it's, it's right. a screen that has all these dolby speakers and all the these sofas huge huge sofas and everything it gives you a good experience and that's why, and we had like this pass that we used to watch the uh, the movie it was a good movie but like the really the ninth movie about family please yeah. stop yeah, i think I, you know that part in the fast and furious franchise where dominic started you know like started focusing focusing less on the race part of it and focused more on the like the family you know i this is my family and i have to protect this family and i i mean it was still good for like one or two movies i think fast 5 was still one of the last i guess not so yeah, bad no, the bank heist the bank heist was the last one you always like that blockbuster mindless action right it's still pretty good but like after one point it's just like there is no motivation i can feel no motivation behind the actions anymore it's like no. how many times they're going to protect their family like you basically the fashion figure uh, formula is like blow shit up because you have to protect your family that's it that's the sentence like it's just there's this entire thing on reddit as well so people have been talking memeifying this whole thing about you know uh, Windy's uh, are always talking about family, but I have been talking about it since I don't know seventh movie, the, the seventh movie itself that he's doing family family way too much. Now like, like shut up. And then more movies come out with the um, same. It's like I mean I, I, again I don't want to give any spoilers because there are a lot of uh, people that like the movie uh, that that are still gonna watch this podcast, but yeah they have set it up so that they can still have a couple movies. and they'll freaking be called like fast and your seat belt and like fast 11 i don't know what that i don't know freaking annoying as shit man no, but yeah, yeah okay no, let's actually, let's talk about good movies wait let's talk about good movies like right, hasina okay. dilruba <laughs> like, right, yeah <laughs> i can't even say that with a straight face man it's yeah this is like we are too yeah. much inside of the irony we're swimming in there right now yeah i, I know right it's, it's yeah I, i kind of feel like donkey i don't even know when i'm being ironic and when i'm being uh, unironically enthusiastic yeah exactly. but anyway uh hasina dilruba the the concept of it is that uh, uh, uh i guess a very extroverted girl uh, marries in a house where the guy is introverted and they're very down to earth people and the girl doesn't like the guy so the girl the girl had started having an affair with someone else and then there's this entire overly dramatic overly exaggerated uh you know 
revenge i don't know that the guy takes and then there's this okay. entire police case that happens and then like, it's it's a weird thing okay why i really yeah. like it is that i have wa- watched anime okay i watched yeah. anime and what i feel is that the movie actually i mean it's a bad bollywood movie but it would make for a really good anime movie it would okay. be the the that over exaggerated emotions thing and right. you know this this like okay so you had an affair with uh, a guy that i know how about i try to kill you by setting you on fire like that's basically it's like uh, the thing is like bollywood and anime you know exaggerating emotions that yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly know. true that's that's, that's, that's common thing you can find these days so. <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is and like by no means is it a good movie it's like at best it's an okay movie but the one thing that i liked about it is that it's so so close to the uh, anime style of making okay movies that i just had to mention it in the end i wouldn't even give it like more than 2.5 i think it's like right. it's not even a 3 it's a 2.5 but i wanted to mention it because it's like the writing man that's that's what it, that's what really gets me that the writing is undoubtedly original and it you know it goes into these directions where it's you know i mean see the, the thing that i said uh, after i watched the movie was we hate bollywood for making exaggerated things but then we go and watch anime and we appreciate the exaggeratedness ironically right yeah. but that's not fair right if you're doing the same thing with anime you should let bollywood with as well yeah the entire should be given a chance you know exactly. like you should, like i understand that the uh, medium is animated so it gives you a stereotype bit. anime as well so like there are a lot of people who are you know the weeb term and things like that there are also quite a good number of people that do that as well but then i guess among uh, peers like us living in uh, you know from an indian background at least right now we have a better view of let's say anime than we would have bollywood i'm pretty sure yeah fair so, i guess i mean yeah that's true so i mean i'm just putting a case forward that if you're watching exaggerated anime think about exaggerated bollywood as well. that that's all i'm saying and of course i'll give it yeah the movie gets a for 2.5 out of 5 definitely right but uh, yeah so these are the two movies that i watched and yeah. they're really interesting but yeah but i mean in the see this really uh, takes me into this direction where i'm talking about original writing right so i mean yeah, yeah. usually people you know okay i don't know if i should be uh, it, i should you know structure it this way but i feel that people when they start watching movies they'll usually look at the plot and the and, and the acting i guess maximum that they look at the acting and if they're more into it then they look into direction as well so maybe if it's a nolan movie or a tarantino movie or a yeah. james cameron movie then they'll understand okay you know this is a particular format michael bay movie right yeah. then they'll know that it's a particular format and they're following that and they keep going with that right what i feel is that you you can of course like you know critically there's like thousand different ways to analyze a movie right but i feel that writing can bring even you know even the worst actors and the worst directors together and make a 
make an okay movie at least right so hasina dilruba was an example of that that you know it's it's writing that made me really feel like i'm watching an anime movie but it was a, a bollywood movie right and why i keep mentioning that movie is just because of that that you know it's it's really well the movie is written in such a way that it just gives you that thinking like once that thought is in your head that it's it's an it's an anime movie you won't forget that like it's it, it just stays in your head for like for a long time and till the movie ends you just think about it that way and that's really the direction that i'm taking that you know the reason why i la- why i like writing in movies is that it it brings a lot of things together so even you know tarantino has this entire format of uh, writing and directing nolan has this entire thing of doing the same yeah. thing and even i mean think about it the uh, westworld was written by nolan's younger brother jonathan nolan yeah. so yeah, yeah. i mean if you you have to understand the importance that good writing plays you know like westworld did not have a good you know it didn't have an amazing plot it had a good plot it was, it was good yeah. in general and the actors were of course famous actors but in the end other than anthony hopkins no one else was the, uh, they they were not known for the acting commanded the show like you could exactly, see exactly. he's commanding the show easy exactly like, yeah. it was it was a very it was a very normal show but because of this cohesive writing it brought all of these things t- together right into a very 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 respectable show i'm not saying that it's a 5 or 5 show but it's a very very respectable show in my opinion that you know it's a very uh you know it's a very cleanly made the concept is well explored and everything i guess i'm not seen season 3 of it but i felt that the season 1 and 2 together make a very good uh show in the i end. think it's about that uh, term that nerd writer described as tonal focus right that ah, yeah that's what writing can do well right that it will keep the tonal focus intact like the movie has the same tone sometimes you know like we have you all had this experience where sometimes we watch a movie like and then halfway through it just goes into a different direction it just feels like it lost its uh, own goal right that's yeah. what good writing can you know stop basically yeah, that's yeah. what good writing avoids and that's the sort of idea right so the things that i have been watching basically i think you uh, i think i've talked to you about this but basically i've had so many things in my watch list in imdb you know yeah. that i've been collecting for a long time and now i'm filing funny digging through them so like i'm watching very new movies and very old movies at like the same time so it's right. sort of very interesting at that and i'm just trying to find out how i you know how i want to what kind of movies i want to watch now in uh, as well right yeah. because that's yeah. another thing so recently i uh, watched uh, moneyball did you watch moneyball yeah i have to watch it. i was thinking of it because the problem is because we watch movies together right so like a couple of us have watched the movie so we have to watch it on our own time and yeah i still haven't gotten around to it but yeah tell me moneyball is so good like i i don't know what it is about that but that idea of tonal focus right and like good writing you all know it's written by aaron right so we know it's going to be good like aaron sorkin writing we 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 got writing covered okay yeah. but <laughs> watching the movie right it doesn't yeah. seem like it's written by aaron sorkin you have that extremely witty quick dialogue right but that's mm-hmm. not entirely true in moneyball mm-hmm. like oh, so the thing is like it's a baseball movie right so yeah. that's the la- largest fish net in terms of you know gaining audiences like that's mm-hmm. the majority of the people who are going to be watching moneyball 
but then yeah. the movie is not exactly about baseball like that's not its message or that's not its crux and i don't want to reveal too much about it and i think everybody should watch that movie there's not a lot of action and not, not a lot of uh, you know baseball going on in there yeah. you'll figure it out through the screen time like a lot of the screen time is just captured in people talking with each other right but basically you'll watch that movie and it, it just feels so good like it has really good soundtrack as well and it is very it is very calm jinda like uh, uh, who stars brad pitt brad pitt stars that movie and he is very like he's very good in that movie i think somebody i saw a sort of review for that movie and somebody said that uh, about brad pitt that inside of a movie star uh basically brad pitt is a very good actor trapped inside a movie star <laughs> yeah interesting that is very interesting we see all seen some movies where he actually acted well but i think moneyball is his best performance till date he has done very good in, uh, in that movie and basically the vibes that i was getting from it was that it's it was a movie ahead of its time but like not even ahead of its time like it's still ahead of its time i feel what it really feels like is like it's a movie from the future i don't know it gives some sort of a very weird vibe to me i don't think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that when they watch the movie but i had this sort of feeling just because of the kind of message they were giving and what they were writing i just i want to say so much right now but i just can't reveal it because i really want everybody to watch it but the point is it's basically about i should preface with saying what it is about as well so let me just say that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think i should talk about that so yeah. uh it's just about baseball statistics okay yeah. so uh, a manager uh, and basically the team oakland a's that is a baseball team does not have enough money right now and a lot of their star players have been sacked right. and they need to form a team that can that can compete in the championship right obviously it's a very it's a very but the way he approaches it and the idea that he takes that uh, instead of looking at players we need to look at the statistics and the runs that the players score and with that we will form a team from the ground not will not okay so if we uh, talk in a more you know relatable terms then we can say in football right like we'd say okay, okay players like we can take players like messi you know ronaldo some of the top players and if you put them together they do a good job and things like that but so that's actually not how you should think about a team when you're making a team at least at least that's what's true in baseball and that's what they tried to show so basically this entire movie is about him trying to change the system basically change the way uh, uh, you know uh, baseball clubs function and how players are distributed right and how players are bought and he has a fraction of the a fraction of a money compared to what the top teams have right and he still does a very good job with it and i that's the that's basically what happens in the movie and it's really good i think you should check it out yeah definitely oh definitely i mean see here's the thing right there's an interesting thing so i think of course uh, apart from you there have been a lot of other people that have told me to watch moneyball and when i say that i haven't watched it they've actually not revealed almost anything at all i think the most i've heard about moneyball is what you just said like i've actually like, everybody has unanimously not been telling me about the movie as much as possible 
because i think that everybody thinks that you know it's a, it's a great movie and i should experience it all by myself and you know i should not have any preconceived notions and all that uh but yeah i mean that's that's an amazing movie to watch and you know uh, a quick side note uh, that that is something you know that is something that i do as well that i don't like to have any preconceived notions about any kind of entertainment that i consume right yeah. i'll always like even if the, like when the freaking avengers infinity war movie came out uh, they had like i think three four trailers and i had watched the first trailer and i had stayed away from the freaking internet that was connected to avengers as much as possible i was literally running away from people that would be watching second or third trailer in front of me and like i have this entire thing right that i don't like to have this notion have any kind of thought when i enter the movie right and i guess in a way that's also why i like the two movies that are we that that i just talked about you know that there was no preconceived notion i had literally no expectations from the movie so whatever i got from the movie was all positive right even though in the end i didn't rate them much but still i felt that i, I gained a lot from the movie if i already had expectations then it would always be shattered in one way or another i think that's what i've been kind of doing the past couple of months uh, is that like i'm always trying to think from the perspective of the creator and what sort of message you're trying to convey because this is how i'm looking at entertainment these days like what is uh, any sort of piece of media anyways right it's a communication from the creator to the sure. audience they yeah. want to communicate in a way that is related that's why it's wrapped around the story and i think that's like the uh, it's a perspective it's it's a way in which you can think about uh, a piece of media and i think what that allows uh, for any sort of viewer is to feel connected to the movie in a better way right like so for example if we talk about jojo rabbit right it's a very simple movie uh, and it's quite funny it's a really good movie i think everybody like that quite uh, quite uh, an inoffensive movie it's a like yeah, it was a good like. it was a good publicly received movie as well and a critically received as well. so that's a good movie exactly. yeah but exactly yeah but if you like even try to think a bit more about what actually going on in the movie right you feel like okay it's a serious topic being tackled in a silly way right but like when you look at the screen time you sort of understand that like it's actually about why why is it silly right it's because they are following a child right so basically we get we're stepping into the shoes of a child that is trapped in this sort of an environment right which is basically full of propaganda fed yeah. in spray and so we see these sorts of very harsh uh, you know opinions for example that uh, child literally says uh, you know very bad thing about jews and things like that right but then at the in the very same breath he is just talking to a uh, you know uh, clown hitler imaginary friend right basically yeah. that that's what's happening so it's like in the all of this these different things are happening in the same breath so it is a very true representation of being into the shoes of a child right and how propaganda affects affects the brain of a child and like when you start thinking about it in that way the movie really sort of uh, sort of opens up and you like understand why it was there right and that's what Uh, i found really good about the movie like halfway through i sort of realized that and then i started seeing every scene in that perspective and then you can really like i just liked the movie a lot more i think if i hadn't realized that i would just knock it off as another uh, funny movie 
it was funny of course it was funny right but you but there is this sort of an idea that they want to convey and that's what i think i sort of hate when i thought of it in that so that i mean the, yeah that's that's a that's a good way to put it i mean that you know if you if you have uh, the creator's intentions in mind you can you can sometimes enjoy the movie a lot more than you would just by looking yeah. at the movie i understand that but let, let me give you uh, a switch perspective on that right so right. what i've been trying to do and have been failing to do miserably is try to be a movie critic right so i like i've really tried to you know understand direction i've tried to understand writing acting all yeah. of that and, and and i try to become as much of a critically uh, you know you know critical viewer as much as possible right but what i end up doing is that i just rate the movie based on the 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 entertainment that it gives in the end right then i mean right. i feel that in the end movies are meant for your entertainment like of course there are messages there are you know there are underlying messages there are overarching themes and yeah. all of that stuff right yeah. but in the end i feel that if a movie is entertaining enough I'll I'll watch it and I'll have fun, right? That's why the movie, like the the best movie that I remember for this example is Darkest Hour, right? Darkest Hour is a movie that for which uh, this guy uh, Gary Oldman got an Oscar instantly, right? And it, I mean, he was amazing acting, right? And in the end, we all know about Churchill uh, Churchill's story, right? I mean, in the end, like you know what he did, he was. he was hated by the british public and the british government uh, but he still did a lot made a lot of decisions in the world war that helped end the world war right in the end and there were all sorts of things about it right and on top of that he portrayed it in you know this entire fashion you know that churchill was this character that he, he was so unique in his own yeah. way that it was really difficult to portray him but he ended up doing that it's kind of like i guess uh, chanakya right that chanakya is yeah. this character in india that you know he he is this ugly looking person but he is still very very like he's not wise but he's cunning and that's the difference right and like it's the same thing that keeps going uh, through your head when you watch the movie that it's not the movie is not about the plot it's really not the plot it's not about the direction nobody cares about direction in the end it's about how he tries to portray churchill and i really found it entertaining i found it yeah. very interesting that he could portray it the way he could right and i don't think there are a lot of people who like that movie i mean people just think that it's a critically acclaimed movie it's a war movie so of course it'll get an oscar yeah. this that right but in the end i felt like i personally liked that, that movie only because of gary oldman right yeah. and that is that's where he got the oscar as well right that you know it's a very the, the entire point of the movie was about gary oldman acting as churchill and he got an oscar for that he, so he it was perfect that yeah, yeah. right so that is sort of thing right so uh, like i feel what the best thing that can happen is that uh, we can see that a guy, uh, the creator accomplished everything that he wanted to through his movie right exactly then now his own goal can be a very simple thing or it can be a very large thing but if he did what he wanted to do then everybody's happy right like exactly. you should that's what i mean you should criticize a movie for something that it did want to do in the first place right <laughs> right yeah that's that, fair that's that's fair. Fair. sense right so you should you should just always see what they wanted to do with it that's that's, that's true and i think uh, over there even parasite is a good example of uh, that you know that 
I mean, of course, I had watched Nerd Writer's video and he had talked about pacing. So I had that one thing, uh, you know, that one bias in my head. But even while watching the movie, I very naturally felt that the movie had this very weird pacing that, you know, it would it would just pick up its pace very gradually. It'll go and it'll be at this entire, like, it'll be at full speed and at literally at the exact middle of the movie, it'll slow down. And then, like, everything now is open. Like, we knew what was going to happen. They still, he still showed us. And because it was obvious to us that, you know, okay, the family member number two will enter, then number three, number four. We knew this was going to happen. So every right. member enters faster than the previous one, right? In in that family, in, in the house, right? Yeah. And yeah. in the end, what ends up happening is that at the exact middle, all the family members are in the house and now the movie starts like that's yeah. that's what he wants to do that he he, he wants like to control that pace in your head yeah exactly he, he wants to do that he wants to control that you know he wants to control that line where where you like where you walking then you start running then then you stop now you think what will what is going to happen now what could happen? Like, I really do remember thinking exactly that, you know, when all the family members were there and they were just, you know, chilling out in their, uh, you know, in their living room, basically. And yeah. I was really thinking, where is this movie going to go? Because there is literally <laughs> half, entire half left. And I cannot see this going anywhere. And then the basement is revealed. And I think, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, again, spoilers. I guess it's spoilers. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> I guess you can skip to whatever we, we're gonna show in like the description or whatever. But the point is the basement. When the basement comes into picture, chaos, utter chaos in the next half. It's like, how has he written this sort of a roller coaster? Beautiful, beautiful written. And that's that's what I'm saying, right? That in the end, if you if you're entertained by the movie, then th- that like that aspect may be critically acclaimed. In the end, the movie won an Oscar. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that yeah. part of the movie may be, you know, critically acclaimed, but if it is entertaining to you, it's entertaining to you. It's just simple as that. And if it's not, it's not. I understand. Right. Yeah, but yeah. that is exactly where why I find movies like that entertaining. And you, I mean, I know I'll I'm switching gears very fast right now, but you know my, uh, you know, top one favorite movie, right? Inglorious uh, Master. Yeah, Inglorious Master. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. There's a reason why I love that movie. It's my God, that movie is the best written right. movie of like everything in the movie is beautiful. <laughs> the direction, the writing, the acting, the plot, everything. Like the everything down to the freaking camera work as well. Like even the camera work is, is inspired so much by the old movies, you know, by Alfred Hitchcock or, you know, all these old movies he, he's been inspired from, but he still has his own takes on them. And yeah. my God, Christopher, Christopher Walken's movie uh, acting, dude, my God, that's, that guy is amazing. Yeah, that movie is basically like the pinnacle of entertainment, I think. That's what entertaining that, that uh, those particular hours of runtime, man. Seriously, it's I had the time of my life. Just, <laughs> like, I really wish I could have watched that in the theaters, man. Like, I really wish some of these old movies, I really want to somehow be able to watch them in theaters, man. And you know, I, the best part of it is that dad recommended it to me. Like, when I watched the movie, I think I watched it in college, like second or third year. But... 
dad was recommending me that dad movie yes that's what i'm saying <laughs> bro that movie was in my uh, watch list or you know movies that we downloaded or whatever i, I don't know since 2000 freaking i don't know man till 9th or 10th like i was in 9th or 10th so that's what 2012 2013 i've been right. i have that movie in my collection and i don't know what that movie but i didn't like i ended up watching it right in college and i freaking loved that movie I, again i only watched that movie once i've not watched any scene again like i've not even watched it on youtube i think i showed a couple of scenes to friends sometimes yeah. but that's it like other than that i've so not watched movie uh, went to my cousin's house and we just sort of saw the uh, some of the uh, ending scenes of that movie uh, i watched it with him and it's just like that movie is so much fun man like some of, some of the scenes that that german scene of the you know against spoilers i guess we're uh, going in the spoiler territory please it's fine it's the light spoilers but yeah the best scenes like at the moment yeah the moments are going sort of the conceptions for it just go ahead and watch it right but i Agreed. think that's really good beautifully yeah. written movie yeah recently watched the marriage story uh i think you may know this uh who is that actress black widow actress forgot the name bollywood or hollywood scarlett johansson yeah it's hollywood scarlett johansson okay yeah yeah uh, it's Can't on netflix it's a, i think it's a netflix original but uh, i think it was uh, also well done like a very straightforward movie and like it sort of tells you uh, like basically it's a it's a the message is very straightforward like yeah, i mean the plot <laughs> not is it a rom com is it a rom com uh, no no it's a it's actually it's it's funny because the name is marriage story but it's actually a story about divorce it's literally the entire <laughs> okay okay story okay. about divorce right so it's really okay. funny it's quite yeah. funny yeah nice. i <laughs> i got to give them that but yeah. uh, i think like this is uh, made of it's a, a, it's a look into divorce from the inside right it's basically it will feel like you are having a divorce that's what the movie makes you feel right and okay. it's like like from you know in the first uh, first uh, couple of minutes you'll think okay of course this person is right and that is wrong and then you flip and then okay this person was the right one and she, you know she fucked him up and something like that and then it's like it sort of goes back and forth but then it's like halfway inside the movie you realize it's just the circumstances and both of them have made uh, you know some mistakes so, you know one person made more mistakes than the other and the other character made mistakes later on uh, it's like it's sort of like a entire train wreck uh, you know but it's like it's so well it really it really did feel like i was having a divorce because it's like it was sort of like a emotional stress you have like this sort of stress like uh, why is this so hard why does this have to be so complicated you know what i mean you like in the outside you just always think okay it's so easy right you're just going to separate from a partner and you just heard these horror stories about alimony and having to see your child on these certain days and of course it sounds awful but it's just a concept in our head right but i think anybody who has not had a good idea about divorce will have a very good inside look from that movie and i i think i just sort of realized it right now that it's called the marriage story but it's a story about divorce and that is very funny <laughs> but it's okay, yeah i think it's been a movie worth checking out yeah is it, is it a netflix movie yeah netflix original i think it's a netflix oh, movie oh okay. <laughs> wow that that's very interesting that's 
my god i i think we st- i i think we started watching good movies when we were together you know back in 2020 but when uh, when i came back to boston i think we started watching like really weird shit and you know <laughs> it, it's very crazy like, you know the only thing <laughs> i can think of is you watching a marriage story what 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 does that even mean discussion right that when we'll separate uh, we just want to know what sort of different trajectories we'll take and yeah. what avenues we'll have in watching different weird shit and i think we've come up with enough examples right now of, oh you know God. giving each other weird things that we've been watching oh yeah. shit that's crazy man and i think you know it, it, that's a good segue into a really really good movie that i loved watching it's called a rear window i talked to talked to you about this before but uh, it's called a rear window it's a movie by alfred hitchcock it's a 1952 movie it's a vintage movie even yeah. by my own standards mm-hmm. like right. our, our our normal movie standards are like anything before 80s is an old movie for everyone right. even a 2002 2003 movie is an old movie right exactly. so but like this is a freaking 1950s movie like ancient In in the, yeah, I mean, how far do you go before you just turn black and white i mean i don't know but but it's it's a beautiful movie so the the premise of the movie is that there's a guy uh, he's a photographer uh, wildlife photographer like he, he does all kinds of controversial photography so he'll uh, go into the freaking desert or something to click very uh, pictures from very close or he'll click pictures of some races and then get something so but the the point is that he gets injured uh, in one of the uh, photography events that he goes and uh, he's trapped in there for like 6 weeks or something that was the idea and he was in there for like the 7th week right like sorry uh, it, it, was, it was the last week it was essentially the point that he, it was the last week and he all he would do is sit on his wheelchair and look out his window right it was the rear window literally Right, right. Right. Yeah. So he would look out the window, and it was kind of like this uh, square apartment area kind of thing. So, uh, so it was a, it was like this hollow square, if you imagine, right? So it, it yeah. uh, the entire border was just all apartments, and everyone's rear windows were inside, and the doors were all facing the other side, right? So right. The, this building would be this side, this building would be that side. so okay so yeah. i'm just giving you a mental image of what it was right? yeah i get it yeah, yeah. i mean see the, that's in, that's the point as well right so alfred hitchcock mm-hmm. really puts like these things in place he he has this way of putting camera shots around where he'll just make you know where each apartment is where each person is supposed to be and if they're not then they then you realize that and all of that things right so yeah i'll just finish the plot then i'll talk about the movie itself but what happens is that there's some kind of uh, i don't know there was some kind of murder or some something that happens and the photographer is convinced that uh, he saw a murder right and he tries to get, gather evidence but no one is uh, willing to believe him he has a girlfriend he has a nurse that comes in every day because he, he can't uh, go to the uh, you know go do his things around right so she'll help him change clothes and all that stuff basically so the nurse doesn't believe him his girlfriend doesn't believe him right. and, you know he has a friend who's a freaking detective that he also doesn't believe and then he just, just starts gathering evidence and the movie unfolds from there right now the i mean in general it's a very 
run of the mill idea right it's not a very well you know it, it's not a very uh, huge concept that you know that requires a lot of camera work and cgi and all that stuff mm. right yeah. but it's this the movie is so well executed right that's like that's the only thing i can really say that the the dialogue writing of it like it's not just the writing of the movie itself but the the freaking dialogues the dialogues are yeah. amazing the i mean the acting is also great it's not amazing i mean i don't think it requires amazing acting but it's still quality right it's a very good quality i don't know discussion you'll call it because it's just dialogues the movie is all dialogues there's nothing yeah. out of it right and yeah. there's a whole point that you know they they just talk with with each other in this in this particular way it's it's so mesmerizing you like i think by the 30 minute 40 minute mark you'll you'll be just focusing on what they're saying and you know you're listening to them and you know like every dialogue every word that they're saying you're trying to yeah. analyze yeah. and it's it's a beautifully written movie and yeah. you should definitely watch it yeah. yeah i think that's like kind of like the same thing with moneyball like the the main thing about it which people think is not going to be there in a baseball movie is that you know there are people talking to each other and there is the entire movie is composed of people talking to each other right so that yeah. like a something you immediately feel like okay how will i be interested in a movie where people just talk to each other right but then yeah. after one point you sort of start you know connecting to what they are sort of going for right and it just feels it's like i don't know it it's like there it's just the entire movie is very subtle right and i sort of like that about just a yeah, small tangent i want Yeah, yeah no that's that's exactly what it is right so so uh, that movie also led me to realize how uh, you know we've talked about this before but how Tar- Tarantino has these so he'll have these very original concepts of movies but the way he shows them the, the way he uses his camera work or i think yeah camera work is the best way to put it he's really very heavily inspired from alfred hitchcock's movies that you know it's a it's this way of like way of framing things right so you have this space i, I think it's a you know back then it i think it was a 16 by 9 ratio right and that space where you have everything to do you know like you you have this is in focus in focus yeah exactly everything is in a way in focus even though you see that it's you know like things are happening in the background but uh, you know it's still They, all all of the things that happen around you are in the end yeah. important right like, like if you rewatch the movie you'll realize that okay you know something like something happened over there that i didn't notice the first time right because yeah. i was busy watching this corner of the screen yeah. and, and yeah. that's the whole point that you know it was you can't control that in 1952 you can't do that it's everyone needs to be perfectly orchestrated everyone needs to do things the right way at the right yeah. moment yeah. right yeah. and the way they executed it is really beautiful that's that's really why i loved rear window and i want to watch more movies like that as well like mm-hmm. i have a couple of movies uh, planned like i have them listed but yeah. yeah i mean in, in general it's a very very uh, hard recommendation for anyone that's going to watch the movies for more than mindless entertainment right yeah. Yeah. if you want anything more than mindless entertainment rear window is a definite watch for almost anyone it's a beautiful movie i think yeah what you just said right now kind of reminded me of something that i want to talk about and that is like camera work in films right so i think like uh we when we talk about because one of the 
Well, I mean, the biggest form of uh, entertainment for us is movies, right? So when when we, uh, as you said, when we talk about movies, we think about uh, acting and we think about the plot, right? But I like, and then we can go further along with uh, in other directions, right? But I, uh, like lately, what I've started noticing is that like a lot of it hangs on the camera work, right? It can make or break the movie. It really can. I mean, there are a lot of movies where it kind of just doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. But there is like you can it can you know make the movie worse than its concept or it can boost it to a level where you can instantly connect to it. Like there is like I felt that quite a lot in Moneyball as well. Uh, again, I'm gonna refer to Moneyball because I think Moneyball is probably I'm probably gonna be the movie of the year for me. I, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's how yeah. it's so simple. It's so subtle. I think when you watch it, it'll be like okay, it's such as I'm pretty sure a lot of people will think okay, it's just a simple movie i don't know why abishu is going on and on about it. but i don't know something about it connected to me but the point is uh, i also saw a youtube video about it right so it talked about the camera work in moneyball so there are a lot of shots where uh, what the director does is that he he takes a shot from uh, you know f- further away right where a lot of people are visible right uh, and so is like the uh, the one person that he is gonna be focusing on and then he like instantly jump cuts he does not move the camera to the main character he instantly okay. jump cuts the camera to the character that they're going to you know that he uh, the director wants the focus on right okay, so basically it gives like a sort of effect where you basically jumping into the mind of what the person is doing right, right. And so basically you it's sort of like a uh, a pv of his environment right of, of where he is and what's going on around him and then instantly you're into his mind and that sort of created like a very different effect than what i've seen in any other movie so far right and i think there's like a it's almost like a characteristic it's like the it's like vocabulary or the way you write uh, for novels right that's what camera work is because that's what you interact with right so in mm. the shots where there is silence or or the shots where you know so, uh, the camera is changing i think uh, you know if you pay a little bit of attention to that you'll really realize that okay camera work can really make or break a movie right and i think in case of moneyball there was quite a lot of good thing good things going on with the camera work as well i'm going to i'm planning on watching it again i'll watch it again i think by the end at the end of this year because i want to notice some of those things but <laughs> that's one of the things that i also want to talk about yeah definitely i mean camera work has always been this thing right so okay but nolan is really famous for his cinematography right that he puts yeah. things in frame very much and it's very easy for Uh, uh you know people to like nolan for what he yeah. makes you know he makes these larger than life movies and he'll do all these particular things but why i really love nolan and you know why i love watching his movies and why i sadly haven't been able to watch any of his movies in the freaking cinema even when i wanted to uh, is is so freaking is annoying like, i think the only movie i watched is dunkirk right but i really appreciate that so it, that's the that's the best part right i mean dunkirk was not uh, you know one of the one of his best movies by any shot i mean he's made prestige yeah. he's made memento inception interstellar like amazing movies right yeah yeah he is an amazing movie. so dunkirk is not even not in the top 3 like it, it's a it's a great movie but i mean it's not a great movie i'm sorry but the cinematography of the movie right where he yeah. we where he, uh, he pans he, he puts his shots in perspective of the soldier or uh, 
the the airplane or a freaking ship like you know you yeah. feel the ship falling down into the water or you know the, you feel the plane you know taking turns and going back into the direction that the story wanted it to go whichever may be the case right and you feel that motion and that's why i really like dunkel right that, yeah. i mean i have been probably one of the most vocal anti war movie guy right you know i i don't like war movies at all but i still like dunkirk because only because of its cinematography i mean in the end i would definitely not put that movie in the top 3 by any chance or top 3 of nolan even of nolan and but still it was very very well executed uh, camera work wise right yeah. and that's what makes oh, yeah. the movie it's i mean it's so easy for even i mean even in movie like inception it's so easy for you to focus on so many other things like the freaking plot the plot is so complex you have dicaprio and uh, cillian murphy and all, tom hardy all these actors they're doing great acting right so it's very very easy to get lost into all the good things that inception has but i feel there's a case to be made for watching the movie just from the perspective of how the camera has worked in the movie right how, right how the cinematography has affected the movie and it's really really good and and it's really worth watching just for that reason i mean yeah, yeah. of course it's very again it's very easy to recommend uh, nolan and be called a nolan fanboy it's very easy to do that and i have been again you know, we've had multiple at least private discussions about how i don't like interstellar and you love interstellar and we are, we are not going on it today we are no we are not doing it today not yeah. today <laughs> yeah but the thing is you know there are some movies that i like and there are some movies that you like about christopher nolan and we agree on uh, agree on some movies and disagree on some of the others yeah yeah but that's like christopher nolan he's a good yeah. guy yeah. Yeah, yeah he makes sense i mean the only reason i mentioned that is because i want to tell you that you know i don't like all of nolan's movies right yeah, but I, I, the, the point is that i like the concept you know i like the camera work of that guy i mean everything else is okay but the camera work is amazing yeah sorry what were you saying i mean even if i want to talk about like if i also do want to talk a bit critically about one of his movies then i think in tenet i think the plot and everything was very well done like it uh, the concept itself was complicated enough it was, there was enough twists everything was going on the christopher nolan for me right it was very well done but i think one of the biggest problems that you know happened with tenet is that he didn't do a good enough job of explanation uh, i can't remember the term that uh, they use but basically exposition this yeah. exactly right so there was not uh, there wasn't any perfect sort of exposition for tenet i think he he did that best with inception and it was a bit worse in interstellar and it got a lot worse with tenet i uh, because uh, you, i have not met a single person who has watched it uh, in a single go and has understood absolutely everything that the movie had to say now maybe that's a good thing maybe i mean it, of course it depends on the creator what sort of movie he wants to make maybe he wants to make movies that are complicated enough for people to have to watch it again and things like that right but i, I think there's like but i think there it's the creator's job to make a to communicate with the audience in a way that is understandable right because even i think that you could tenet could be made in a way that was much more easier to understand and i think we are uh, among the people who did understand the movie quite a lot 
from uh, in uh, the entire first watch but i literally met a lot of people and i talked to them and like a lot of people they just go like okay i cannot understand what's going on right because they can't catch it nolan is giving you five concepts and moving on to the sixth one and you're wondering about the first one what's going on with the first one right um, so yeah. i needed to take a bit of a slower pace that i think one of the biggest problems that we made with them. pacing has always been a weird thing right so again i don't want to go too much into detail about this but for interstellar i felt the same thing that you know his pacing has always been his achilles heel you know that yeah. in interstellar the plot would go in this like it would have i, th- I think almost perfect pace i mean bonjung ho would be proud that's that's how good yeah. the, the pace would have been but then he would just throw in random uh, expositions of course they're important to the plot for you to understand how a black hole works or how you know how a, a particular move is going to cost him 27 years right yeah, that, yeah. that famous dialogue and you know all of that is really important the, the also the concept of wormholes he really explained it well but the thing is the movie is going in a particular pace and the pace is continuously broken by him giving multiple expositions i understand that the expositions are important and in fact i feel that if there were not those expositions were not there then i would not have understood the movie i understand right. the value of expositions but yeah, yeah. he he doesn't understand that i guess he understands i mean i shouldn't say it that way yeah. but his placing of expositions uh, in the script is not yeah. good yes, i think, I think it's much better yeah. Yeah, I, i mean i think uh, for me interstellar is one of the best movies of all time that's maybe of course for critical reasons of course uh, there are problems that i found with it even now but i just have this in my mind that back when i watched it uh it has been the greatest single greatest setting experience for me for, for any movie and that was interesting but i can still acknowledge uh, what happened right so i think inception and dark, the dark knight was sort of like perfection i think the dark knight didn't even need to have any sort of exposition because there weren't any sci-fi complicated animation okay. going on that's why it was amazing right that's why yeah. it was you didn't need any explanation yeah so now with interstellar what happens is there are some concepts but he does explain them perfectly each of them and in a proper way right interstellar what is happening that he he is giving these expositions but they are not timed perfectly or they are not going in with the tone of the movie it's like he has to get out explain and then get it getting into yeah. the movie it is like you're watching a youtube movie in the middle of a movie yeah that, that's kind like, of like like order is they come back yeah. and that's kind of like breaks the pace yeah but i think what happened in tenet is he there simply just weren't enough uh, wasn't enough screen time for explosions like there was too much action there was too many things going on which were awesome if you understood what was going on but nobody understood what was going on right so i was very really sad about it because the, the last action sequence was beautiful it, really i have told you about the, that rpg scene right i have watched that <laughs> rpg scene only once again again that rpg scene I've, i think i watched it only once again like on, on youtube but yeah. oh my god that is one of the best scenes i have seen like it because i understood all the concept that they were yeah. they were trying to show right that they were showing this uh, reverse uh, you know uh, what inverted time con- the, the concept of that right you know everything that happens due to the inverted time concept right they were showing all of that and it was yeah. all executed together in this action sequence so yeah. if you understood everything that happened before that sequence 
you will love that sequel and i i personally loved it the the happy yeah. scene just freaking blew my mind up it was right. amazing yeah so the thing is i i know that i like the movie right because i sort of understood i can't say i understood everything 100% but i yeah. did understand most of it right and i loved it. it i felt that it was just as good as any of his other sci-fi movies right but i can understand when a person says that i didn't get the movie right okay. you cannot say that okay this guy's dumb because he doesn't understand no that is oh, the movie's from the movie didn't do a good job of expression okay. that's the only problem i have so that's like the Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's this entire you know thing where it's become this cult thing where you know people will uh, either uh, love Nolan movies or they hate Nolan movies, yeah, and yeah, exactly. it will become this entire fight between them. Like, oh, you're not smart enough to understand yeah. Nolan movies. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, Nolan movies are like, for like elitist right. people and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right so when you have this uh, bigger concept than usual and you want to execute it i, th- I think the best way to uh, you know showcase you know, like exemplify that is arrival i mean arrival has been such an amazing movie right so okay we, we watched this alien movie a couple of days ago as well it was called the tomorrow war it was by i think the chris pratt is in it and there's some other people i, I honestly don't remember but it was in every definition in every way of the world it was a mediocre movie it was a very passable movie it was like it had nothing going on for itself it was just mindless it was not even mindless action but like it was enough for the audience enough for the studio and enough for the movie makers like it was just that way like you yeah. just want money and just go out of it right yeah, yeah. but like arrival was an answer to mediocre alien movies right that you know you don't need alien movies to be about mindless action all the time i mean of course there was actually you know, there was this entire looming threat of uh, like it was this inverted thing where the looming threat was not of the aliens attacking us but us attacking the aliens like russians and chinese would uh, attack the ship and uh, it, the tone was that we were scared of that right, right. so are you talking about arrival or are you talking about tomorrow war no arrival arrival i'm talking about arrival, arrival right but yeah so it, it, the, the concept is inverted here that we are not scared yeah. of the the the, the aliens yeah. but we, we are actually, exactly we are we are scared of what they yeah. will do to the aliens right and like aliens have a seven legs why is that because it can be you don't have to think about it that way i mean if you think of aliens having two legs and tentacles like it's just the most basic way you can think of it why does an alien need to have two legs yeah. or four legs that's so yeah. basic how how can like how can you define an alien with like the sort of look that he has like of course you can it can have any look right exactly obviously right. it's an alien okay. yeah so it's it's just the movie is even designed in such a way the ship is so sleek the aliens have like 
seven pods they don't talk but they use ink to write exactly. but the writing yeah. is communication right all that shit but like it, it's this the, the movie gives you this thing where you feel like you want to understand the aliens right you want to understand the movie the same way amy adams wants to understand the alien yeah right and that's the feeling that the movie gives you right yeah. that's yeah. that's the part like that's why i like arrival so much that yeah, arrival is this response like it's designed like of course it's an alien movie yeah, right yeah, yeah. It, it, it's told that way and it's uh, it's called arrival that's arrival. selling point right? basically which will yeah so the, and it's Large audience, basically. Exactly, yeah. But then it goes in this completely different direction. It brings all these concepts of linguistics and time and all of that. I mean, of course, yeah. in the in the end, it's you know, there's a lot of spoilers, and I don't want. Yeah, I'm not going to go too much into detail because I don't want to spoil the movie. I, I won't talk about spoiler related content. But what I say is that. it's a good response to the mediocre alien movies of you know cut off the head and the body will flop flounder type movies where you know you have this uh, hive mind and you kill the main uh, alpha and it will it'll go yeah right and all all of those different things you know at the end that and like i don't even want to talk about how the movie was good because nerd writer did an amazing job at explaining that oh, and yeah, this video uh, title literally was uh, you know arrival a response to bad movies i think that was hidden somewhere away in your subconscious because that's exactly what you said but basically that's sort of true right and he would explain it better than uh, any both of us could do so i guess we'll just uh, link that down in the description you could definitely check that out yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Arrival, definitely arrival as a as a push to say interstellar you can say how you know we can talk about what arrival got right that maybe interstellar could yeah right? yeah definitely I mean, see, in the end, that's the idea, right? And I mean, there are a lot of small mentions that I have, but for that, we'll have to finish them. So I want to talk about Dune as well, the book that we read. But you not finished the book, so I, I want to finish the book. Has largely just been about movies, so I guess we can just, uh, you know, keep it about like movies. Yeah, that's fine. No, see, uh, in the end, you you not even read the book, right? So it's gonna be. Yeah, I have not finished, it, by the way. Yeah, I have yeah. Not <laughs> so yeah that's more important to me but uh, yeah i mean movies are uh, you know this movies have have this format right that it's a it's anywhere from one and a half hours all the way to four hours and yeah. uh, you know they have you know there's a lot of things that can go right a lot of things that can go wrong and you know there's this entire thing i mean why i said why i said four hours is because of justice league and uh, you know i don't want to talk a lot a lot about justice league i mean you know i like dc a lot no i don't really mind uh, getting spoilers for that because i'm not very excited about it but i yeah, think it's the same story in the see in the end it's the same story the, the original justice league and the snider cut both have the same uh, story overarching story that the guy came you know steppenwolf came down and wanted to conquer earth all that but there is a lot more reasoning behind everything like flash is given more time uh oh, who's who called cyborg is given more time even steppenwolf is given more time right, right. it becomes like this more coher- it becomes slightly more coherent in the sense that you know there's a lot more story so now you understand the uh now you understand why who does what and in what way but in the end it's still false i mean because you gave a reasoning to something doesn't make it better by itself 
right that exactly yeah see so, i mean it doesn't have it doesn't necessarily have to make it better and that's exactly what happened i mean it's a good movie but like for 4 hours you could definitely watch something better i mean if you don't know about the justice league snider cut drama then you're just better off not watching it's fine i mean it's not that no i mean i have an idea about it i know the basics that basically of course we all know the original justice league was absolute trash you know <laughs> yeah absolute train wreck disaster yeah. that was the original justice league yeah but uh, yeah, basically i am planning on watching it but i got to say i'm not as excited about that as maybe you are you being the dc fanboy hey i'm not okay yeah sure i'm i'm a fan yeah why not Oh my god. No, I'm not saying okay. Fanboy is a wrong word. I mean, the thing is like uh, like the internet makes you uh, talk in loaded terms, right? Extremely loaded terms. How to always talk in loaded terms? Like I didn't even realize when I said that you're a DC fan. You're of course not a DC fanboy, right? But it's just like we categorize people so fast like this is like a freaking libtard and like basically right wing podcast and like we have all these sorts of Then I just sort of hate that, but yeah. But you can see the sort of effect that it has, right? But of yeah, course, you're not a DC fan, but you have to admit if you like DC or not. And yeah, I was, I was just gonna make yeah. a case for so DC comics. Yeah, we can let was, the viewers if he's a DC fan or not, but he actually has read quite a lot of comics for DC yeah. as well. So <laughs> just gonna put it out. Yeah. I was I am not a DC fan by but I am going to recommend five DC comics for you it's a rush yeah. the first year all that I will recommend all this comics I'm not a DC fan <laughs> yeah but, pretty much how it's going yeah no but it's it's great man. it's great and you know uh, I think one of the yeah. yeah 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 I'm just yeah I'm just going in that direction you know coming back to the whole uh, bollywood you know uh, train wreck again i, I know you've been using that word a lot here but bollywood has this weird direction that it's going it's taking like this k curve that it it went in this direction and now it's either doing very indie original movies that either get recognition or don't you know it's yeah. just a toss of the coin or they do real shitty corny ass remakes and even they will either go amazingly well or not and people will even if ironically people will go and watch it and give it money making the uh, studio think that they want more of it which yeah, i don't know if they do or don't but in the end that's what's happening if you go watch the ninth remake of uh, fast and furious or you go watch race 3 and you say it that way then you just that you don't uh, like it yeah yeah i mean you, if you're going to go you're with the movie, then the studio will right you think something else and you're giving a different message to the industry then of course they're not going to know they don't know what you're thinking they're just they just know what you bought the tickets for right exactly they're going to they're going to make the movies for which they can sell the highest number of tickets obviously exactly. i mean sure if if it's entertaining to you if remakes are entertaining to you, you even if yeah, ironically if they're entertaining to you then you watch it it's fine But, course, the, yeah. but then people also complain that you know why are they making such shitty ass movies but then if you're going in uh, ironic even if you're going ironically they understand that they don't care if it's ironic or not they're getting yeah. money they're getting money they make cards this is not like obviously yeah so that's the song yeah i think uh, yeah so i guess i would just like to end by one of if you didn't have enough movie recommendations in this one i'm just going to give one last movie as a shout out uh, i just watched the heat it is i think a 1992 movie heat, hollywood okay. movie yeah, i'm telling you i got bollywood or hollywood 
Hollywood, Hollywood. 1995. Sorry. And uh, let me tell you who stars in it. Okay. okay. We got Al Pacino. Okay. We got Robert De Niro. Okay. We got Natalie Portman. Na- yeah. What? Yeah. You'll be surprised where Natalie Portman is. Let me just tell you. But uh, anyways, the point is, so it was a very, uh, you know, like comfort food sort of thing, right? You, uh, very classic story of uh, cops chasing the... Is kids. Natalie Portman like a kid in it? Or I don't know what is... <laughs> that's really what it is. I think uh, that's yeah, what it is. But go ahead. Like, go ahead. I, originally, I just thought, uh, you know, thought of her as a cast, but I forgot where, how old the movie was. So when I actually watched it, I was like, where was Natalie Portman? And then I remembered, okay, oh shit, there was that girl and this movie's old. Okay, Natalie Portman is that little girl in this movie. Shit. I just like, that's yeah. the sort of realization I had. So that's really fun. Okay, what's the but it's a, it's a comfort, uh, you know, comfort food sort of thing. Basically, you know, when you don't want something too mind-bending, but you do want a very well-executed, uh, you know, classic, uh, you know, uh, basically crime, crime film, uh, cops chasing a band of thieves. But it's just very nicely written, very subtle. And of course, I don't need to say much more about the acting, obviously. I think the cast speaks for itself, but a very nicely done movie. And you just have a good time. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the sort of movie. And I think uh, you can check it out. Yeah, sure, and, sure. I mean, uh, I, I, I think I the movie last movie I just watched, that's why I'm just recommending it. Right, right. Yeah, different. There is another movie that I'm planning to watch. I think I'll watch it tonight itself. But it's called Scarface. It has the same. Uh, I think Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are in that as well. And I'll yeah. probably watch it. Like uh, most probably you're gonna watch it tonight. But uh, yeah, it's nice that you brought up <laughs> Heat because yeah, that's another movie. Scarface is another movie that I'm gonna watch. But okay. let's see what happens. <laughs> How I like it. But uh, yeah, if you have something to talk about Heat, I'm very interested. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all I've got. Yeah, that's perfect, man. That's perfect. I mean, I th- I was gonna talk about books, TV shows, games. Uh, I, think, as well. I thought we were planning to talk about a lot of other things, but I yeah. think movie took all of the time, and I, I guess yeah. that's fine. I guess we'll have more things to talk about in the future, so that's nice. Yeah, definitely. I think I want to make like this uh, one video about games as well. I mean, we've we've played a lot of interesting games as well. Like, there's a lot of old mentions. But uh, there's also new games that we both are playing. We're playing separate games as well. Right? And yeah, also, by the way, just uh, a lot of uh, different sort of content is also coming up on the YouTube channel with some of our previous videos and uh, along with basically... Oh, some yeah, definitely. Right. So, that- I mean, if people, if people uh, that are watching this video don't know about and the things that we've been doing till now. So this was actually a private channel kind of thing where we would just talk to each other in uh, you know, 10 minute video formats, right? So what we would do is- I don't do people... long brother, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you to the Green Brothers. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. But yeah, we started with that and we made a lot of good, uh, you know, concepts that we realized are worth putting out in public, right? And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put them public slowly and steadily. I don't think we'll put all of them out in public because yeah. we still want to think which uh, videos are worth, uh, you know, yeah. which we, in the end, which videos are just well made because we've not made good videos at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that's really bad shit that I yeah. like. <laughs> I think, yeah, some, some of them were actually good enough to actually put out there, you know. In front yeah. of the world. Exactly, exactly. 
but that's uh, yeah that's that's pretty much it man that's that's amazing and you know i'm i, I would definitely watch uh, heat and moneyball i'm i'm really looking forward to both these movies I'll definitely watch them i guess you got to watch that uh, bollywood movie that you just talked about that no, action no no no, no. Okay, right. <laughs> no, don't watch it. Actually, watch it or should I? Or no, no, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, well, right. I different was that old movie that you were talking about. Rear window. So, the... Rear window, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, man. <laughs>